Welcome to Redbird Buzz. I'm John Twork from University Marketing and Communications. Our guest today is Dr. Judy Newbrander, the Dean of the Mennonite College of Nursing at Illinois State University. Dr. Newbrander is a tenured nursing professional who has more than 20 years of academic experience, and during that time, she's garnered over $7 million in federal funding to support the advancement of nursing education with a research focus on hospice, palliative care, nursing education, and undergraduate student research. And it's my pleasure to welcome Dr. Judy Newbrander to Redbird Buzz. What's the word, Redbird? Uh, You've served as Dean of the Mennonite College of Nursing for seven years, but for listeners who might not be familiar with you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, John. I would love to tell you about myself. Um, I came here from Western Carolina University, where I served for 19 years, the last five of those as the director of a school of nursing and was excited to come back to the Midwest, where my roots are, uh, originally from Missouri, and um, to come to the Mennonite College of Nursing kind of was a real great fit for me. Um, Part of what they asked me when they interviewed me was, um, how would you feel about relating to alumni who had a Mennonite heritage? Um, I don't have a Mennonite connection, but I said, I think that would be great. And it's been a really great fit for me both to work with our alum from 50, sometimes 60 years ago, and to our current students who are more affiliated with Illinois State and a state school. So it's been a nice blend of our history with our current students. Uh, I I love to hear why people get involved in nursing. It truly is a calling uh, to devote your career and your life to helping others. Uh, Why were you attracted to the nursing field? So initially, I wanted to be a dentist as a young uh, woman, and uh, but I broke my nose while I was in high school playing basketball, and the nurses that cared for me while I had surgery were amazing, and I kind of had this epiphany. I'm supposed to be a nurse. I want to be able to care for people the way they cared for me. Uh, Then later, I had an opportunity to care for my grandfather, who was dying, and that kind of solidified it when I was 18 that I'm supposed to be a nurse. It seems like that story is is so common where uh, young people get interested in nursing because of personal, really positive experiences with nurses. Doesn't it seems like a reoccurring theme, at least in my uh, experience? Very much so. We have our students write essays upon admission, and many times we hear they've had an experience, they've cared for a loved one. They personally have had interactions with nurses, and they realize this is something I want to do. I want to give back. Um, you, you've been here uh, as the dean of MCN for seven years. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, th- this, has, this college has such a, a, a historied past, uh, but even in those seven years, it's really evolved and grown. How has it grown in the, these past seven years? Well, so I was blessed to essentially come in and inherit a wonderful college with a great reputation, building on the shoulders of, of giants. So um, coming in and really realizing a quality program, so where do we go from here? And recognizing that 
our um, community, our region, our state needs more nurses, we began to look and say, okay, is there a way that uh, we're at capacity, right? We're mm -hmm. admitting as many students as we can based upon the space that we have, based upon the number of faculty, the number of clinical sites. How could we help our community um, uh, have more nurses? And so we began exploring, we developed a strategic plan where we developed first partnerships in the region um, so that indeed they could trust us, give us more clinical sites. Then we worked with our administration and eventually um, we have a new, new simulation lab coming, which will give us that uh, ability to grow and other partnerships that are gonna give us ability to grow and uh, educate more nurses. You mentioned those partnerships, and, and that leads to nurses being out and about in the community. And I think for uh, those listeners of ours who are community members, they probably have seen uh, nursing students walking the halls of the various local hospitals with those MCN patches uh, on their scrubs. Uh, can, can you tell us what exactly are those students doing, and, and what is a typical path of, a, of an undergraduate uh, nursing student that would lead them to caring for some of our listeners in, in local hospitals? Right. So um, we have uh, what I really like as an admission process. We do holistic admissions where um, we don't look at um, a standardized test. We do look at their grade point average, but we also have them write an essay because we really want to look at the full package of what this student is bringing. What is their volunteer? What is their, what is their um, calling? Or why do they want to be a nurse? So mm -hmm. we try to do this holistic admissions and we admit them as freshmen. Um, so that they don't have to compete when they're going into their junior year. They're already admitted as a freshman nursing student. So their freshman and sophomore years, they're doing their gen ed to prepare them to make them a holistic student. And then in their junior year, they begin their clinicals. And their clinicals can be anywhere within an hour to an hour and a half radius of Bloomington Normal. They go to hospitals, they go to nursing homes, they go to primary care settings, they go to elementary schools. Uh, where, are, where are children that have diabetes or asthma? They go to school every day, right? Yeah. So what a great place for our students to learn with a school nurse how to care for pediatrics. Um, so they're all over the place um, learning in all the facilities. And also faculty are all over as well. I know, you know, in the experience of my sons being born, they were cared for by Illinois State faculty. Um, and, and so that's very unique to nursing uh, where, where you have faculty practice, practitioners, right? That is exactly right. So our faculty, we love that they are, are um, providing nursing care while they're also teaching about nursing. Um, and we partner with all the hospitals in the region and many of their full-time employees teach part-time for us. They take a clinical group of eight students on the on the unit where they work, um, on a you know on an off time when they're not working, but then they're with our students and educating them on how to care for patients. So it's a wonderful partnership. 
You mentioned that the program is growing and uh, will continue to do so and some exciting new projects underway uh, this summer. Uh, you know, uh, as we were speaking before we started uh, the podcast, uh, you know it's a, a good summer or at least a busy summer when you have two ribbon cuttings uh, in the same summer. Um, but but two, two really exciting projects, uh, uh, I, I, I guess one ribbon cutting, one groundbreaking. The, the groundbreaking uh, was for the... Uh, Mennonite College of Nursing Simulation Center expansion, and then there's a new program set to launch this fall in Springfield. That's what the ribbon cutting will be for uh, in August. Let's talk about those two projects, and let's start with the Nursing Simulation Center project. Tell us about uh, kind of the, the history of that project up to where we are and, and where we're going with that project. Right. So um, as I said before, we realized we had outgrown our current simulation lab. We had um, hospital beds set up in the hallways with cu- with cubicles in between so mm. that our students could practice their skills. We just did not have the space uh, to be able to accommodate our current, much less any growth. Um, so worked closely with uh, our administration to say, is there a way if we're able to grow that we could have Uh, more space. And we came up with a plan, presented it to our board of trustees, um, and they approved an $18 million project where we're going to have 16,000 additional square feet. So a total of 26,000. So we currently have a 10,000 square foot uh, simulation lab, and we're going to build around it Um, It's going to be a beautiful facility. We're looking forward to it. That will allow us to um, educate an additional 400 students, understanding that that's four years, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Each of those will have an additional 100 students. Uh, So graduating about 100 more students a year. That, that is a prime real estate, too, uh, right right at the Bone Student Center entrance. Yes. Uh, when, when students visit Illinois State, perhaps for the first time, they're going to see that building. I mean, that, that, it's, it's huge to have that facility there, right? Yes. It, uh, we love the location. You look out the Bone Student Center if you're on the second or third floor, and you'll be able to see our beautiful new building. Uh, part of the building will be accessible to um, the public. Um, so they can come in and see the student um, engagement space. Uh, part of it will be um, a swipe badge because that's where our simulations will be happening, that intense learning where we want the students to be able to focus and concentrate because they're going to be taking care of patients or simulating taking mm-hmm. care of patients. So there'll be less access there. But we really want the community to see um, you know, our beautiful new building. Can you talk a little bit about the technology uh, in the building? I, I know that uh, there already is high, uh, high-tech technology, uh, including VR uh, and that kind of thing, and th- I assume that will only continue to grow uh, with, with the expansion, correct? That is exactly right. We are putting in two what they're calling white boxes, and then our large 60-seat classroom will also have technology in it. And the white boxes are developed to have cameras so that you can essentially make a room anything you want. Um, you can walk into a jungle where you know there are trees all, on all sides and you, you're immersed in it. Wow. Similar to VR, only you won't have the glasses on. This huh. is my understanding. And, um, and then in the bigger classroom, we'll be able to do several different um, types of of that type of technology where we can change it into a different experience 
that classroom is also going to be where we can pull all the chairs and desks out and roll in hospital beds and actually have like a big hospital unit. Um, so lots of versatility in that classroom also. How does that type of a situation really help prepare uh, your nursing students for their clinicals when they actually go out into the hospitals? We're looking at what is the future in healthcare, yeah. and um, we know there's already a lot of technology out there. There's a lot of telehealth. Um, a, a nurse is caring for a patient in an ICU room and can telehealth in a physician that's a thousand miles away and they work together to care for that patient. But also um, many times th there's an opportunity to do, you talked about virtual reality mm -hmm. and you could have a patient that is having, um, experiencing something that maybe the student might not see very often, but we can repeatedly have that mm -hmm. student have that experience and have the student learn from that how to respond quickly, how to identify what's going on and research, uh, you know, respond quickly. If it's an aneurysm or something like that or a stroke and they can see the signs and symptoms and respond quickly and, and we can repeat it and um, the student um, learns without that fear of that patient's really going to die in front sure. of them. So. Sure, Wow. Exciting stuff, and it's set to launch next fall, right? So Correct. We'll, so uh, the groundbreaking happened in June, and I assume we'll see some heavy machinery headed that way very soon, right? <laughs> They're telling me the fences are going up this Friday. I think it's the 20th or something, oh, so wow. we'll lose part of a parking lot. <laughs> uh, but um, And then they're going to uh, tear up that parking lot and start start putting up our buildings. Wow. So it's exciting. Yeah, can't wait to see that. And another exciting project, uh, which will be opening this fall, uh, is the uh, Springfield Partnership. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Springfield location. Why is MCN expanding to, to Springfield and what kind of program is being offered there? So Springfield came about just, I like to meet with the chief nursing officers in all of our region and, and just in conversations with Marsha Prater, who's the chief nursing officer at Memorial Health, talking about how can we work together? How can we help you? Um, we just began to have conversations and she needs more nurses like every hospital yeah. does. And uh, we talked together about is there a way that we could work together? And it kind of just culminated into what if we brought um, Mennonite College of Nursing to, to Springfield and had a location down here? Um, so uh, we, were, we were game to explore, and here we are. They've been able to build out a space for us, not quite 10,000 square feet, um, at a location just three blocks from the hospital. Our partnership allows our students to... Um, do the majority of their clinicals in their five hospitals within the region. So we call it an, an immersive experience. These students will know Memorial Health very well, right, and have um, great connections there. We've tried to recruit from that area, which makes, makes sense that Memorial Health would want uh, students who come from that area with the hope that they would stay and become employees someday of Memorial Health. It will be our exact same curriculum that we do here in the normal location. 
and um, faculty will be the same. We've tried to find faculty that are in that location, so they're not traveling. They, they will work closely with those students, uh, but they will be a part of our faculty the same as normal. We say it's just a little bit further down the road, but they are still the Mennonite College of Nursing um, and part of our family. And uh, my understanding is uh, enrollment is very strong for that program. The demand was there, right? Yes. So uh, right now we have 41 students enrolled, so we're very excited about that. We had about eight months to do a lot of recruiting, and um, we have 41 students. We have our faculty on board, and uh, we're ready to go. We're getting our T-shirts and <laughs> all those things. We think about the things that happen on a campus at the beginning of the semester. We're trying to replicate at a smaller scale uh, in Springfield. We want them to feel feel like they are Illinois State because they are. What is what does that mean for MCN to expand its its footprint to Springfield, where that that is sort of a hotbed for for healthcare in, in Illinois, right? I mean, what what does that mean for MCN? I think we're excited because we get to be a part of a very um, robust healthcare system. Memorial Health Large has a burn center, medical school down there. We're excited. We hope to be, uh, they are allowing us to use their simulation center for our simulation experiences. Uh, so that will give us an opportunity to do interprofessional education with medical students, with other students that are there. They have students from all kinds of nursing programs, physical therapy, occupational therapy. So we'll, we will have an opportunity to engage with all those different professions in simulation. So for us, it's something new, too, that we haven't had. So we're excited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, as if those two major projects weren't enough, there's other uh, new and exciting things happening at M- MCN. W- what else would you like to, to share with our, our listening audience about uh, other exciting things happening uh, w- within the uh, Mennonite College of Nursing? I think I would like to talk about... Um, it's not really new. We've been doing it for a while, but people may not understand it or understand... Um, how it brings something special. And it's our dedicated education experience. We started with Carl Broman doing that experience. So it partners a nursing student with a nurse. They work the same shift um, and they're, um, they work with that same nurse for all their clinical experiences. So um, if you're the nurse, and you're working on Thursdays, you know, from 7 to 3 or 7 to 7, that student goes with you and works alongside aside you, and they get to know you and your unit. That's different from a typical clinical where a faculty member takes eight students to a unit and assigns those students across, and, and they have a different nurse every mm-hmm. week, all those kind of things. So what that builds is that student has an affinity with that unit, with that hospital, because they come back to the same hospital for their four semesters and they work ideally with that same preceptor the whole time. Mm -hmm. And what the hospital finds is they retain a lot of those students who then want to come back and be employees. Uh, So we've been doing that with Carl Broman. Now OSF is starting um, a dedicated education experience also. It's small numbers we recognize, but um, we hope to grow it. Um, So it's something special that I think um, gives the students, and not every student elects to do that because some want to try a lot of different hospitals. 
sure. but we do find that those student outcomes they have more confidence. Mm. Um, I found that those students by their second semester, sometimes they're carrying their preceptor's phone and they may take phone calls and they may call the pharmacy to talk about a medication or those kind of things. They may call the physician, which is a scary thing sometimes for a nursing student to do, but they've gained that confidence. So um, we find it a good experience for our students. Wow, very, very impressive. we hear headlines uh, about the nationwide nursing shortage, and you've mentioned that uh, already in this interview. And of course, it was exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, how bad is that shortage, and, and, and what can MCN do uh, to, to help combat that shortage? I think it is significant. When I talk to the chief nursing officers, they continue to tell me we need more nurses, Judy. Um, let's work together. Please continue to produce more nurses. So uh, it is significant. We're trying to do our part with our strategic growth. Um, so I think um, what I hear from our students, though, is um, I think, you know, sometimes people say, um, what about the burnout and those kind of things? And that is real. Nurses definitely need to learn how to take care of themselves. Um, but the student, our students are enthusiastic. We um, have students that are ready to get out there and face the challenges of nursing, and um, they want to be a part of um, making a difference in in healthcare. So they're excited about that. Um, I'm jumping to your next question, yeah. I think, but I want to talk about how um, we're educating our students to care for themselves. Um, because I, I, I think that's important. We have instituted um, a program where students are, um, they learn uh, medica- meditation, yoga. We have a whole um, series where they learn how to eat right and focus on themselves and the health and well-being of themselves. Uh, in our new building, our new simulation lab, we have a health and wellness space. We're still trying to figure out what all we want to put in there. We definitely know we want to have a time, a place where they can do some meditation or quiet, just a quiet space, a space for yoga, uh, all those kind of things. So we are definitely aware of the need for uh, nurses to know how to self-care because we, because by nature we want to give back and care for others, um, we sometimes put ourselves last. Yeah. And, and I can only imagine, uh, you know, it's a tough enough transition for uh, a college student to maybe start working eight hours a day, five days a week. But, uh, you know, nurses many times are working 12 hours uh, and, and maybe overnights when they're starting up. I, it, that's just got to be an incredibly challenging transition that you have to prepare them for, right? Correct. Exactly. And talking to some recent graduates who uh, came to a seminar to actually talk to our current students and give them some advice. And I like that they're recent. Um, and one of them said, you know, it's tempting when you're fresh out and you're, and you're young and you have a lot of energy um, and you want to make money, your, your boss will come to you and say, can you work a double? So can you mm. work 16 hours? But if you do a couple of those, you're pretty tired and you know, maybe you're not giving the same quality of care. So the the advice they gave was really think about that and think, you know, yeah, the money would be nice, 
but I need to take care of myself too. And I was really proud that they were giving that advice to uh, these students who were getting ready to graduate. How valuable is your alumni network? Uh, uh, you know, you, you keep uh, pumping out uh, these uh, uh, caregivers, uh, these nurses that are, are making an impact uh, all across the state and the country. Um, and, and how important is it for them to, to come back and, and talk to the, the future? Yes, our alumni are wonderful. And we, we have a leadership academy. Uh, we're going into our sixth year where we have uh, taken students, we recognize that our students, because they come from Mennonite College of Nursing, and we have a great reputation, many times they're tapped to be in a leadership role early in their career, maybe six months out, hey, can you uh, lead this committee? Can you um, be over this group of, of other uh, nurses? And so the Leadership Academy provides them an opportunity to learn some of those skills, how to um, run a committee, um, how to maybe deal with some um, difficult conversations, those kind of things. Um, and then we bring back some of those alum to say, um, well, how is it? Now you're out. You've been out six months. Yes, you were tapped to be a leader. And, and they say they were very prepared. Um, many We talked to some that went through COVID, like fresh out, and they said, yeah, it was hard, but at the same time, we didn't know any different. Like we hadn't been mm -hmm. a nurse for five or 10 years. And so we just, we moved forward. We did what we were taught and uh, we cared for our patients. So I have a lot of hope for the future for nurses and nursing uh, students, those fresh young ones that are coming out, they're enthusiastic and they, they want to make a difference. And you, you mentioned COVID. I, I have to ask, you know, your uh, recruitment numbers have not uh, decreased. Uh, and, and yet uh, during the pandemic, uh, it was sort of front and center how sort of burnout the nursing profession in general and healthcare in general was. Um, you would think that that would adversely impact prospective students. Uh, and yet, why are uh, prospective students still interested in getting into nursing, e even though they kind of know what they're getting themselves into, uh, in your opinion? Yeah, I think it goes back to where we started with, you know, kind of that calling. They have that experience. Yeah. They um, say, this is what I'm supposed to do. This uh, feels right for me to go and care for uh, others. Um, they probably are a little better at having boundaries uh, than my generation, which, you know, would uh, probably work their fingers to the bone. They, they have better boundaries, which mm. is healthy, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we're encouraging them to care for themselves and understand they shouldn't work those double shifts all the time. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, and for those prospective students who feel like they have a calling into the nursing profession, uh, what is your pitch to them to, to come to Illinois State and, and, and join the Mennonite College of Nursing? How is MCN different from other programs? I think one thing that I love is uh, we have a success program. So we say if, we, if you get into our program, which you have to be um, – you have to have good grades uh, and um, really be motivated. I said it's holistic, so it's mm -hmm. not just about grades, but you really have to demonstrate to us that you want to be a nurse, that you've maybe uh, volunteered, you're a nursing assistant, those kind of things. You have a passion for it. Uh, but if you, if you get into the program, 
we're going to meet you halfway and do everything that we can to help you uh, be successful. So we have a success program that includes tutoring, mentoring. We have peer tutoring. So we really encourage students. You've been in class. Uh, you hear that lecture and you're like, wow, I'm not getting it. So we have actually paid peer tutors who come alongside you and help you in whatever that course is. We also have faculty mentors and tutors who will help you along the way. So we're going to do everything. Um, if you're putting your effort in, we're going to be there right alongside you to help you um, graduate. We uh, Junior and senior year, our retention rate is in the mid-90s. Wow. So um, freshman and sophomore is in the mid-80s. So we still retain a lot in the freshman and sophomore. Occasionally, we have students that are like, mm, nursing's just not for me. Sure, <laughs> Once sure. I got in there, it's not for me. Um, so, And then our pass rates for our national licensure exam are very high also. We're, we're very proud of that. We uh, work hard as I said, not only to prepare them uh, to be a nurse, but to be successful on that exam also. So I think those are two things I would say to students. We, we've talked about the exciting things happening right now. Uh, Mennonite College of Nursing has a history of 104 years of nursing education excellence and looking ahead to the next 100 years. Yes. You know, uh, how, how do you as the current dean hope that this college continues to grow? So I hope... I, I hope we always maintain that quality, and um, but I also would love for us to always be on the edge of technology, the cutting edge of research. We have a PhD program. I'm really looking for um, us to take nursing research and, and apply it to change healthcare. Mm-hmm. We're excited about our engineering program coming in and ways that nursing can partner with engineering to help healthcare in the future. It's a big part of the future. Um, looking at technology that can um, make the lives of nurses easier. Mm. I think about ways that um, we can um, use technology to observe our patients um, and, and what's going on with them. We talk about all the wearables and those kind of things. So what are the things of the future that nurses can connect with their patients and make sure they're monitoring, monitoring their patients in a safe way, um, making the lives of the nurses easier so that using technology so that we can get back to that caring. I have one of our faculty who just finished um, a certificate in massage therapy and she um, frequently wins the Daisy Award at her hospital, which is an award, you know, by either by their colleagues or by patients saying they give great care. And, and she told me, she said, Judy, you know, I don't do anything really special except for many times I'll give my patient a, a back massage because, you know, they, they're stressed or they're, they have pain. And she said, I'm not doing anything special, but those are the kind of things that, that caring that is beyond the technical of nursing that we need to, we need to get back to. Yeah. So a combination of the, the personal hands-on and technology perhaps to, to assist, huh? Right. Exactly. That would be my dream that technology gives nursing more time to do some of those caring things. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's an exciting future uh, ahead, and, and here in the, the near term, we're very much looking forward to the Springfield ribbon cutting, and then also watching the, the uh, multi-million dollar expansion for the Simulation Center uh, starting up here very shortly, and looking forward to that opening next fall. So thank you, Dr. Newbrander, so much for your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was Dr. Judy Newbrander, the Dean of the Mennonite College of Nursing at Illinois State. For more information about MCN, visit nursing.illinoisstate.edu. Thanks for listening to Redbird Buzz, and be sure to tune in next time for more stories from Beyond the Quad. Thank you.